We were looking at a problem for a client today, um, trying to advise them on how to construct uh, analyses that would help them solve some of their billing problems. And <clears throat> one of the subjects that came up um, was related to looking at particular payers and you know what they're paying, what they're not paying in particular, what procedures they're paying and so on. And so <clears throat> this kind of leads, I think, to a slight tangent, which is, what's the, what, what are we trying to accomplish in these podcasts and, and how are we trying to help you and what sort of tools do we assume that you have available for you? And so uh, under the assumption that the users of these podcasts um, and, you know, much of what we are encountering um, are relatively adept at, you know, mid-level analytical tools, whether it's Excel, pivot tables or Power BI or, you know, some other advanced tools uh, for some organizations, um, that's great. We're, we're assuming that if you have really high-level analytical resources within your organization and highly developed uh, tools, you're bringing in outside resources uh, to develop, uh, you know, data cubes or other types of solutions, um, then, again, you probably want a little bit deeper dive than some of these, I think, are going to be. So we're making the assumption that we're not talking to the very most basic uh, or people just sort of getting into analyses of their uh, financial data, but, uh, you know, something in between the, the most advanced users where we sort of meld IT and uh, functional resources, but somewhere in between. So that could be practice managers, that could be uh, accountants, um, you know, could be a CFO uh, or a VP of finance or something like that, depending on the size of the uh, uh, provider organization. So <clears throat> going back to that question that came up today, one of the questions, one of the things I think that's important in any type of analysis is making sure that you're answering the question and sort of articulating that clearly and then saying, okay, what do we need to be able to calculate in order to do that? And so we were looking at um, payers by procedure code, essentially those types of pivots, <clears throat> and seeing what's getting paid and what's not getting paid, what's getting denied, and so on, trying to identify patterns and helping them identify patterns of you know, what's reimbursable and what's not. And, you know, let's just say a really simple example. Most people understand uh, E&M codes. If you're looking at five levels of E&M, um, and again, there's some that have three, I understand in other situations, but let's just take a simple case of five. Um, will payers mm -hmm. typically, or a particular payer, categorically deny a level five, for example, right? And so I think there's multiple things that have to go on. One is you have to you have to be able to layer in um, and make sure that there is a functional understanding of revenue cycle management where somebody knows to group those five codes and see, okay, this one is being denied systematically. That means that it's likely that they have a payer policy where they don't pay that, even if it's not an explicit payer policy. And this is sort of a little tangent into a whole other conversation we'll do in another podcast. Um, <clears throat> but so looking for de facto uh, problems with particular procedural codes. And as, you know, as they were pivoting those things, they were looking for groups of denial codes and sort of doing descending order. And really that didn't make sense. Really the pivot should be payer by procedure code, um, not procedure code by denial uh, reason codes or denial reasons, descriptions, and so on. Um, because payers tend to throw out a lot of different reasons why they don't pay something that may or may not be misleading. And ultimately, it's really that they're just not going to pay that code. They don't they don't think it's uh, realistic or reasonable to do that, or they're just going to categorically deny things off the bat. 
um, for those. And so unless you can overcome those hurdles, they're just not going to do that. So I think where we came to today was <clears throat> making sure that they were putting together an analysis that actually answered the particular question they're looking for, which was, if there is a group of CPT codes um, for a group of procedures, um, whether that's a group of uh, tests um, in laboratory or a group of EMs or uh, surgeries, for example, um, you know, is this code in combination with this? You have to know <clears throat> that if you're doing a chondroplasty or something else, this code is similar to this code or is not going to be paid in combination with this or going to be bundled. And therefore, you have to be able to put together those analyses and ultimately even link up multiple CPT codes where <clears throat> if you are looking at a encounter level, um, you will want to create keys that actually link the CPT codes together. It's probably the easiest way to do that if you don't have a complex database structure, um, if you're doing something like Excel. So that means you might do something like uh, uh, 99, again, I'm just making up an example, 99233 uh, three, or something like that, 234, where you might hyphenate those two or something. Um, if, again, that obviously you wouldn't have two ENMs like that. I'm just trying to make up an example that you would have multiple CPT codes and hyphenate those to create a key so that you actually can see, oh, if we have these in combination with these, the pair is going to deny it, where they might not deny that code individually. So <clears throat> that's a little trick that you can use um, if you're trying to figure out, hey, does the payer not deny an individual code, but they actually deny uh, codes in combination with each other. And then the other key takeaway, again, was um, make sure that you're actually pivoting, um, you know, CPT code by payer and grouping those together effectively to see with somebody who is knowledgeable in the billing, not just in terms of their analytical skills and pairing up the resources where you have a business user that says, ah, these codes are combined. If they're denying this one and not this one, it basically means they have a de facto payer policy. Um, and we might not want to bill X, we need to bill Y. So that's, uh, those are our tidbits and, you know, tips for tonight.